And we lift you up today, Lord. We bless you and we love you. And we just give you all the honor and glory in Jesus' name. And Father, I ask that you break open the bread of life for your people here today. We want to hear from heaven so that we can be healed in every way. And we thank and praise you, and we give you all the honor and all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. And Hallelujah. So we're going to talk about unmovable, unshakable faith today. Amen. And I think the reason God keeps wanting us to hear about faith is because he's trying to help us get over the goal line. Amen. We're at the end of whatever it is you've been going through. And God wants you to make it all the way. He wants you to press like Paul. You know, Paul pressed, you know, not because of what he wanted from God, but because he wanted to complete the good work that God had started in him. He wanted to complete what God had called him to do. And he wanted the prize. Amen. And so do you, and so do I. Amen. So we need faith that's unmovable. When you have unmovable faith, you don't move. You stay, you take a stand and you don't move. No matter what you see, no matter what comes at you, you stand still. In other words, you wait on the Lord, amen? No matter what it looks like, no matter how long it takes, you wait on God. Noah had that unmovable, unshakable faith, and that's what we need. You know, people uh, persecuted him because of what he did for God, because it didn't make sense to them, amen? <laughs> but Noah trusted the word of God, amen? And he kept building, and that's what you and I need to do. We need to keep building no matter what. Stay on your watch. Don't quit, don't change, don't look to the left or to the right, but continue to build. Continue to obey God and take that stand, and no matter what you see, don't back down, don't quit, don't faint. Amen? And that's the Noah kind of faith. That's the Abraham brand of faith. You know, Abraham considered not. Amen? And I know you may be tired of hearing it, but you're going to hear it until you do it. When you stop considering what you see in the natural, amen, when you stop considering how you feel, when you stop considering what the devil is, is hurling at you, when he hurls accusations through others, and when he makes you feel like, you know, through offenses, whatever it is, you know, it's all the devil. And we, until we learn to operate in the way our authority leads us to operate, we're going to do and stop. We'll quit. And so unshakable, unmovable faith does not quit. It doesn't stagger at the promises of God through unbelief. It doesn't look at things in the natural. But unshakable faith sees what God sees. Amen? Well, how do you do this? Through the Word of God. You must feed your faith. I've heard people, and I used to do it to pray for faith. Ask God, give me more faith. You know, increase my faith. But he's not going to do it. Because he's already given you the measure. He's not going to do it. 
Well, my faith is better. It's better because you believe it. <laughs> and it'll get to that place where it's that perfect faith that will move that mountain. And that's where we need. We need that faith that's going to move that mountain from in front of us. And if you want that kind of faith, you have to constantly feed on the Word of God. That's the only thing that's going to keep your faith. You must feed the Word. You have to meditate on the Word. It doesn't mean you have to carry a Bible everywhere you go, which that might not be a bad idea. But you have to meditate on what you read. You have to allow that Word to speak to you and increase you on the inside. Faith is an inward thing. Amen? And that's why sometimes you, you don't, not sometimes, but all the time, you can't look at how things look because faith will change you on the inside, change situations on, in the unseen realm. And so things can be changed according to the plan of God in the unseen realm, and then you quit, and then it just sits there. Because we can't see what's going on in the, in the unseen realm. You have to know what's going on. And you know by your faith. You know by the condition of your spirit man. You know, those who uh, trust God enter into peace and And when you enter into rest, you know you've got unshakable faith. Because you cannot pray. Mm-hmm. And you don't pray continue to fear. And the enemy will try to apply this force of fear. Fear comes upon you. Oh, what is, you know, it can just be anything. You know, but fear is torment, you know, and fear is not from God. Fear is from the devil. Amen. And so the devil will send the force of fear to block your revelation. And what do I mean by that? He doesn't want you to know that it's on the way. That it's already done. It's already done. You're fighting. Fight the good fight of faith. Paul told Timothy, he says, fight the good fight of faith. And he was saying, you stand because you see it materialize. So we're trying to get this thing to manifest in the natural. It's already been done in the spirit. But you can't see in the spirit, but if you have spiritual eyes, the eyes of the spirit, you can definitely see. You can definitely see and you can definitely know what God is doing. Because you believe, in other words, it's as simple as this. I believe the word of God. I believe what the Bible says. In other words, you're siding with God. You're taking his side on what he has already promised, what he's already said. You're siding with the Word of God. You're siding with God, and you're taking a stand saying, I'm not going to quit. I'm going to stand still and see the salvation of the Lord because God wants me to have this, and I know this coming. And so you stand there, having done all, stand. And this is why the Bible says you haven't done all, because you have to do a little bit of everything. you got to preach to yourself. you got to preach to the devil. You gotta resist it. You resist the devil when he starts talking to us. Amen. You have to resist him. The Bible says resist the devil. He will flee. He might not, or he might. He will flee. He will flee because he must. The word of God is working against 
after that. So we have, we have everything. We have the Holy Spirit that encourages us. We have everything we need. And so we must take a stand. If we keep quitting, that will prolong what we're trying to achieve because, you know, we don't take a mighty stand. Because that devil always comes up and says, but what if it don't happen? But that's impossible. Amen? Because it's already written. And see, we need to approach him like Satan, like a Jesus approach. And he said, no, nah, it is written. And he gave him the word. So you got to know the word about what you're standing for. You have to know what scripture you're basing your stand on. And when you know it, you keep it. You take that stand and you don't stop for anything. Amen? I don't care what the devil throws at you. And he will fight you for every penny. He's going to do it. It's not that he might, he will. So be prepared for it. But you stand until God comes through for you. Because your faith will see you through every single time. Faith works. You know why it works? Because it has to. Because we don't have anything else. Amen? Because when everything in the natural fails, your faith will see you through. But it must be unmovable. In other words, you can't move when the devil tells you to move. You gotta stay planted. You have to do everything that you can do to encourage yourself and see it through and then don't back down. Because the devil's gonna try to threaten you, don't back down. Continue to stand, amen? Hallelujah. So let's go to Isaiah 40, verse 31. So what God is saying to us in this hour is wait for it. You persevere, you pray, you've done all of these things. Now wait on it. Wait on it. Because it will surely come. Wait on it. Isaiah 40, verse 31. It may take a while, but keep on waiting, and it will happen. Well, how do you know? Because if you don't quit, it has to. <laughs> only way it don't is if you quit you take a break then it the situation takes a break amen and it'll wait god will wait on you to come back repent come back and continue to stand amen so let's see uh verse 30 well I, let me do 29 it says he gives power to the weak and to those who have a might have no might he increases strength so in other words we're not in this alone if you feel like you're in this alone, repent, because you're not in this alone. He increases strength. And verse 40 says, even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. See, you're not working out of one dose of strength. He increases our strength every day, day by day. He's increasing whatever you need from God. All you need to do is submit to him and allow him to give you what you need. And you keep standing. Amen. So those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. You see that word weary? It's underlined in my Bible because I've been weary and it was not God. Amen. It was not God. They shall walk in that tent. But we will gain strength through faith and patience. 
see when you act upon the word, God gives you more to continue to stand. He, you're, we're not just out here grasping for things in the dark. God is continually causing us to gain strength, be strong, uh, endure. You know, and all of these, everything that we need, He is giving us. Amen. So keep standing, keep waiting, and it will happen. Let's go to Habakkuk 2. Habakkuk 2. We all should be familiar with that. talks about the vision, yeah, the God vision. Okay. It says here, let's see, verse 3. It says, for the vision is yet for an appointed time. Are y'all here today? It's for an appointed time. But at the end of it, at the end of that time, it will speak. And it will not lie. In other words, it won't be a lie. In other words, God won't give you the wrong thing. Amen. He won't give you something that you don't like. He's always going to give you the appropriate thing for the appropriate occasion. See, he's already done this before the very foundation of the earth. So when he created us, he knew exactly what we needed. Amen. Not wanted, but needed. And he'll give you exactly what you need. So the vision at the appointed time will not lie. It will speak. And it says, though it tarries, wait for it. Because it will surely come. It will not tell you. In other words, it won't be late. So we sit up and we're saying, when is it coming? When is it coming? I'm tired. It's not even time. <laughs> because the Bible says here, it won't be late. And it will surely come. So in other words, you didn't miss it. Amen. And it's not late. See, some things we just have to agree with. If we just be determined in our hearts to agree with what God is saying, these things won't bug us anymore. We won't be saying how long and how late. Because we know that it says right there in Habakkuk 2, 3, though it tarries, that kind of means it might, be a, it might take a while. Just wait for it. So it says, I just read, and this is what I read. Even though it may take a while, wait on it anyway. Amen. It didn't say quit if it takes a long time. It says, though it tarries, wait for it, because it will surely come. And I have that assurance that it's coming, even if it's late. No matter how long it takes, it's coming. And so we have to trust the word. That's why we need to agree with God's word. Line our faith up in what God is saying. Get on God's side. Too many of us are praying to God for one thing and then we're on his opposite, we're on the opposite end of what he's trying to get us. 
because we are looking in the natural and we don't agree with what we say and so we're not siding with God's word. So we start trying to make it come, help it out and try to figure out what we can do to help it come to pass. When God is saying, simply just believe, believe my word and expect it to happen and stop working against me. See, that's when we start working against God and we've all done it, amen? But though it carries weight on it, amen. And we are now in the process of changing seasons. You know, we had a really long, bad winter. And we're used to saying, oh, that's Ohio for you. We're in Cleveland, you know. But we've had a long, hard, you know. You think it's spring, and then it, it snows again. And we look out and see daffodils. I know I did. Look out in my back of my kitchen window. And there's daffodils planted around my tree. And then there was snow covering them up. Amen. We look and go out. We look for that crocus. And they push up sometimes through the winter. But if it doesn't change, if the sun doesn't melt that snow, it'll die. Or it'll go back into its roots. And so sometimes these things happen, so I, I'm using this as an example of how even though winters prolong, and sometimes it looks like spring is never going to come. You know, spring always comes. <laughs> it always comes because God is in charge of times and seasons. And so spring always comes, even though there's no signs of spring, and spring is delayed. Because I just don't trust the weather. It could snow next week because that's just the times that we live in. Amen. You know, we've experienced 80, 80 and 81 degree weather a week or two ago. And then, it, you know, I had to cut my heat back on. So sometimes, these things happen where things are prolonged. But you can rest assured of one thing. Sooner or later, spring will have sprung. I mean, it'll get here even if it's June. And it's almost June. And it's still not warm weather. Now, I wore a coat today. I don't know about you. But I'm telling you, God created the times and the seasons. That's something we can't do anything about. Amen. And he only knows the perfect time for everything. And so what we have to do is just allow ourselves to work with God's plan. If you've got to go and put a raincoat on today after you had summer clothes on two days ago, just do it. Amen. But one thing we know, the season, the winter season, will will end at some point. Amen. Hallelujah. The winter season can be, now this is what's interesting, it can be a time of rest and preparation. You ever thought about why it keeps snowing in the spring? Maybe there's something that needs a little more time. Are y'all here today? Amen. But rest assured, spring is coming, and spring is a time for renewal and rebirthing. Amen. You know, there's walls that need to be broken down, and there's bridges that need to be built, and hearts that need to be touched. Are y'all here today? And those things take time. 
Maybe that's why spring takes a little longer. It depends on what's going on in the atmosphere. Amen. You know, there's a lot of allergies, allergy season, and it's a lot going on with people's health. Maybe God wants it to snow a little bit more to clean the atmosphere. We never know. I'm just saying. So all I'm saying is wait on whatever God has for you, even though it's late, because we don't know what he's doing. Mending hearts, changing hearts, reconciliation, restoring people back together. That takes time. Amen. And so we don't know what's going on in the long winter. The rest of your spring will come. Summer will come. Restoration. All of these things that we look forward to, they will happen. So hang in there when the, the time is, you know, just hang in there and get your strength from God. Go to God and be renewed and be restored. Amen. And wait on God. Don't turn back. You've invested so much. Now expect it to come to pass. Amen. Isaiah 30. Where are we at? We're in Abacus. So let's go back to Isaiah 30. Uh, let's see. 30, 18. This is therefore the Lord will wait. Therefore the Lord will wait that He may be gracious to you. God waits on us. In other words, He says, "I y'all ain't waiting on me. I'm waiting on y'all." So it says, "Therefore the Lord will wait that He may be gracious to you, and therefore He will be exalted that He may have mercy on you." For the Lord is a God of justice, and blessed are those who wait for him. You're blessed when you wait on him. So what are you saying? In other words, people that don't wait on him ain't blessed. Can't have it both ways. Can't have it both ways. And so those who wait upon the Lord are blessed because he, he has um, mercy on those. Who, and it says and he will be gracious to you and he says I will wait in other words I'm waiting on you I'm waiting on you to catch the vision I'm waiting on you to develop patience amen I'm waiting on you to do all the things that you need to do so when the enemy attacks you with his lies and tell you God will never do it remember that God always finishes what he starts amen he always brings the spring. Spring always follows winter. And your time will come. And I believe your time is here. I know my time is here. What about yours? Yes. Amen. <laughs> Our time has come. Let's go to Numbers 23. Numbers 23. It says, God is, a, is not a man that he should lie, nor a son of man that he should repent. Has he said, and will he not do? Or has he spoken, and will he not make it good? 
for God is, is he's not mere man in other words this word is he's not mere man he is God and he cannot lie so if he's spoken it he'll make it good amen he'll make it good so how do you develop unmovable shake unshakable faith by not moving by standing on what God has promised keep building keep building your faith keep working on it stop listening to the devil allowing him to tell you that you don't have no faith so oh no devil you're a liar because I've been dealt be measure give him the word amen because you'd be surprised I know God the devil's told you that before he told that to me well you just didn't have enough faith to bring it to pass well God's already brought brought it to pass my faith don't have to bring it to pass God's already done that that's his job my job is to believe it not bring it to pass he's devil split but you have to be smarter than him because we are smarter than him so when he started telling you what you didn't do, you tell him, oh, no, no, no. All I have to do is agree with the word. My job is to believe it, and God will bring it to pass. Amen? Hallelujah. And so we need to start uh, speaking back to the devil. Everything that Jesus did, we need to do in then some. So when he starts to harass your mind, what does the Bible say? It says to refute those thoughts. You can't just be silent and say well you, know, you got to speak back to him you have a mouth and your mouth has power your words have power and don't speak negatively about your situation even if you feel negative and you will feel negative amen but when you do be smart enough not to let it come out your mouth because your words have power so you spend your your time saying, thank you, Father, I will receive what you have for me. I will receive what I've been waiting on. It's coming, Lord. I thank you. I thank you for everything that I'm expecting. That's how you, you use your words to help your situation, not hinder it. And we can hinder it, and we've all done that before. And so when you catch yourself doing that, you repent, and you get back on God's side. Because it's as simple as this. When I start looking at it like this, when you don't believe God and when you start talking negatively about your situation, you're not on God's side. So we have to get on God's side, stay on his side, amen? And, and our faith won't waver. Just keep it there, hold it, nail it down. And when the devil comes with all of these things and he starts, he'll even show you something ugly to say, see, it's not going to happen. You told yes, it will. Because I don't believe, I'm not moved by what I see. I'm moved by what I know. And I know that God is a good God. He has promised me. He is, will deliver. He is able. I have an oath and a promise. Surely, surely it will come to pass. So I have an oath and a promise from God. And I'm, I am Abraham's seed. And I deserve whatever it is that God has for me, because I'm the seed of Abraham. And so we have to talk to him like that. Let him know who you are. Let him know you know who you are. Because see, by us being Abraham's seed, we in, incurred the, the promise. And so we have it two ways. Amen? And so we can't miss, we can't miss this. 
so don't move. Stand firm in your place and draw your strength from God. When you get weak and when you don't want to, you know, stand anymore, start to dig into God. That's when you go to God. If, if your paycheck is short, you go to your supervisor and say, what's with these hours? See right, that right there? So you go to God and you say, you know, I need to be encouraged because I'm really feeling like I'm not being encouraged. Amen? But don't move. Don't take your stand. Because the stand that you take is founded on the Word of God. And that's in your heart. And it should be on your lips. And once it's in your heart, another see it's like this. The devil can't steal what's in your heart. He can play with what's up in your brain. But you know what? I've learned not to even be con condemned by what's in your thoughts. Amen. I'm telling you, as we live, we learn. Because we do not have to be condemned by what we think. We know, amen. Hallelujah. When you have those thoughts of doubt and unbelief, do not allow the devil to condemn you. Because that's not what your heart is telling you. When I found out it's a different flow from your heart, see, that's why we have to believe in our hearts. That's how we get saved. Believe in your heart and say it with your mouth. And so as long as that stuff is not in your heart, now you, how do you know if it's in your heart? Because that negative stuff will start coming out of your mouth. Now we've all said negative things here and there, like I don't want it and, you know, stuff like that. But when you know it's not in your heart is when you go right back to believing again. You go right back to wanting it again. <laughs> Amen. It's so good to know that your heart... Look, the devil can't corrupt your heart. And so as long as your heart is fixed, I'm telling you, all you need to do is repent and say, God, I was mad, I was frustrated, and I'm sorry, and, you know, I'm back on my watch. And that stuff happens, but it's amen. But as long as he, see, the devil can't mess with your heart. These promises are fixed in your heart. That's the good thing. And as long as they're in your heart, and you'll know it, because you'll go right back after you didn't want it, and you're mad, and you, then you, it comes back, and you say, I'm standing again, or I'm thinking about that promise, or I'm expecting it again, or I want it again. It's in your heart. You have not let it go, and that's the important thing. But your head can just go crazy with them crazy thoughts. So just, you know, the Bible says repeat those arguments. Because see, those are just arguments. And that's going to happen until you get your, your mind and your uh, faith to the point where you can consider not. Those thoughts, consider, and then that stuff won't bother you. But it's a process. And so you'll start to consider not those thoughts and then they'll stop coming because you stop feeding them you'll stop entertaining them and so what we do is we stop entertaining or I I'll say this when those thoughts come to you you'll say that one right I know uh -uh, that one right right there <laughs> you know? and see when you do that that's a good sign because you know you are not entertaining that negative crap and you don't want to entertain it you say no I'm not doing this anymore 
I am trusting God. I'm back on my stand. See, the devil will try to condemn you for that. For a moment of weakness, he'll try to condemn you for it. But you don't let him condemn you. You get that stuff up off of you, amen? You say, oh, no, devil. Yeah, I was weak, and I may have acted out or said something that wasn't right. But you know what? I repented and I'm back in the game because I will and I will receive. And see, he'll even tell you, well, you're still not going to get it. Because the devil has a religious spirit. If he's the devil, that's what religion is, a religious devil. And so he'll try to tell you, well, it's too late. You went there. No, it's not. He's a liar. Why would you believe anything he said? He lies. Amen. And he lies about us. He condemns us. He goes to God before the throne saying, they're not going to stand. They won't believe you. They don't believe you. And God says, yes, they do. Yes, they do. And yes, they will. They will believe me. Amen. And what do you do? You get back up on your stand because that stuff is in your heart. You want it. And you find out after working with God and meditating on the word, it's not too late. Hallelujah. And so you receive and you will receive. You will receive what God has promised. Go to Second Corinthians one. Second Corinthians one verse twenty four. And this is not that we have dominion over your faith. Is that the right one? Okay. One. Yeah. Not that we have dominion over your faith, but our fellow workers for your joy. For by faith you stand. Amen. So in other words, we have faith in God's word. We believe it and in faith we stand on the word of God. We don't allow the devil to steal or take our stand away from us. You stand in faith, even if your faith wavers. Don't, this is one thing I learned when I got to know God better. Don't let the devil condemn you for being weak. Amen. For having those crazy thoughts. This is what I learned. Your mind can go bonkers, but your heart can be leading the right way. Your heart can still believe and, and stand. Your heart can continue to stand on the word with your mind telling you all kind of crazy things. Amen. Hallelujah. So if you are willing to stand forever, that's a good way to get rid of the devil. Tell him, I don't care. I'll stand forever. I don't care. I'll stand forever. And that's a good way to cut the time span down. Because that's speaking, your faith is in, is acting. That's uh, what's that thing? Uh, the uh, what is that? Thing? When you have uh, that that action, a corresponding action. When you tell the devil, "I'll wait forever," get off my back. That's a corresponding action to your faith. Uh, Y'all understand what I'm saying? That's the ultimate action of your faith. Come on. Well, you know what? You can do and say whatever you want to say, but I'll wait and I'll stand with God forever. And that is a corresponding action to your faith. 
and that's a good way to get him off your back. Amen. And that's a good way to get that uh, <laughs> that guilt and all of that junk that the devil throws at us. That's a good way to get that off of you. Amen. Come on, I'll wait forever. Don't bother me, because I know God is good. And I know he's not a man that he would lie. He's a good God. He loves me. He doesn't lie. Amen. So, um, let's see. When you are in fact in rest, okay, so when you tell the devil, I'll wait forever, or you do, you do something, have a strategy like that to fight the devil, then you'll enter into rest. And you'll be so comfortable in your waiting period during that process, or I should say in the process, you'll be so comfortable that you are not worried about anything. And you'll almost feel guilty for not worrying. Anybody been there? When you get in peace, and sometimes you'll think, here comes the devil again here and say, well, you're not worrying because you don't care. You already said you don't want it no more. It's slick. So when he does that, you tell him, oh, oh no. Oh, I, I, I'm getting it. I'm getting it. It's coming. It's on the way. And I'm just not going to let you worry me anymore. I refuse to worry any longer. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. So Paul told Timothy in his writings, fight the good fight of faith, and that's all you're doing. Lay hold to eternal life. Lay hold of eternal life. So we use our faith to fight. Or in other words, we make a choice to believe and trust God. All you do is you're making a choice to be on God's side. Whatever God said, I'm believing that. And I'm going to believe that. Amen? And that's what I'm going to do. I made a choice to believe what this Bible says. I made a choice that the Bible is true. But faith is not based on understanding. Faith is not based on a whole lot of knowledge. It's based on what you believe. See, because the devil will try to get you like that. Well, there's a lot you don't know and you don't understand. All I need to know is God is with me. And he has promised me big things and he will deliver I know my God. That's all you need to, you don't have to explain to, he likes to get somebody on the rope of dope, trying to explain, you know, trying to, well, you did this, and he'll start hurling accusations at you. But if you believe what God says, regardless of what you see, think, or feel, that's when you know you're in faith, when you believe God no matter what. Amen. Let's go to Proverbs 3. And it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. See, a lot of us get the first part. But doesn't it say right there, lean not to your own understanding? So in other words, it must not take a whole lot of understanding for you to get what you need from God. See, God, he, he tells us. He tells us everything. The devil does not have the ups on us. The devil will try to blackmail you when you don't, you, don't, you know, you stop believing and... 
you got angry, you did this, and you don't have the knowledge, you don't understand. Well, it says right here, lean not to your own understanding. It says, but in all of your ways, acknowledge him. Well, how do you do that? Trusting him, talking to him, thanking him. The best way to acknowledge God for what you believe in is thank him for it. You thank him ahead of time. And that means, God, I trust you. And I thank you for what you've already done. Amen. So don't lean on your own understanding. Because your understanding is not going to pull this off. But in all your ways, acknowledge him. And he'll direct your path. So in other words, don't worry. Amen. And he'll make your way straight. He'll make your way right. And he'll please you. Amen. And he'll make sure you please him. He'll straighten it out. And that's what direct your path means. He'll straighten it out. He'll be devoted to his trusting servants. Amen. And he will pronounce uprightness upon you. Amen. And so he'll direct our path. He won't leave you hanging. God does not have unfinished business. He finishes everything that he starts. Amen. Hallelujah. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to what you don't understand. Amen. So fight with your faith. Fight the good fight of faith. What does that mean? You fight with your faith. Hallelujah. You fight with your faith. How do you fight with your faith? You make a decision that you're going to trust God. And you sad with the word. I'm not sad with what I think or what I know or what I see. I'm sad with the word of God. Hebrews 4. Verse 11. Let us therefore be diligent to enter that rest. Amen. That labor of rest. Least anyone fall according to the same example of disobedience. For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even the division of souls and spirit and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Amen. So God knows your thoughts and intents by the word of God because of who he is. So trust in him and receive what has already been given to you. Amen. Don't let the devil pull a trick, pull a fast one on you. The enemy will do anything. He'll do anything to get you out of that rest. So in other words, what are we saying again? You enter into the rest. How do you do that? By taking, making a choice to side with God and, and just uh, relieving yourself, get, casting your cares upon the Lord, giving it to Him. You know, the, the Lord never sleeps nor slumbers, so let Him stay up at night and worry about your problems. You go to sleep, one of those kind of things. And so lay it on him, enter into rest, so that you'll receive the promises of God. And when you're in rest, you'll know it because you have peace. 
Amen. Like a lot of religious people, I got peace about it. That means I dumped it. I'm done. But the true peace of God is a peace that God gives you because you have that knowing on the inside of you. And it's in your heart that you know. You know, it's, it's kind of like this. This time I believe God. This time I kind of feel like God is with me. And I've gone a step further with him. And I believe that he is going to come through with me. I have shifted my position. And I've taken this stand again. But this time I will not falter. Does that make sense? I am going to see the product of my faith this time. Amen. Amen. This is different. I'm going to receive because there's something inside of my heart that will not allow me to stop. And it's unshakable, unmovable faith. It's the faith that comes from your heart. Amen. And it's not going to let you down. Because your faith will speak and your faith will pull you through. Amen. So when you're in rest, and, and when you're in rest, that means that you're fully persuaded. You've been persuaded, and you will never think it's not working. That's how you know. See, you can, you can self-analyze this whole situation that you're in. And if you ever get those thoughts that it ain't working, then you're not in rest. So what do you do? You go back and you get in your word, you repent, and you say, Lord, I want to root that out. And you refute that when that, that thinking comes to you, you make it stop. You say, uh-uh, I'm not lining up with that. I'm not lining my, my thoughts and my heart up with that. See, the important thing is not let that stuff be rooted in your heart. But when your heart keeps going back to what God has told you, that's a good thing. And that stuff that fly off the top of your head, you, you repent for it and you make it go away. I don't care if it come back in three hours. You refute, I, re, I rebuke you, devil. I command you to leave my thought process. And see, renewing your mind in the Word of God takes care of that forever. Once your mind has been renewed, that stuff will stop. But you got to try it at it because this is so important. Amen. So you enter into the rest when you don't start thinking, it ain't going to happen. It ain't going to happen. Now, you might start wondering, well, it's still taking a long time. You know, the devil will try to make your head go bonkers, but you just speak to that. But that doesn't mean that your heart is involved in that. But when you start, when you get into that flow of it ain't, it ain't going to happen, and you get hard, your heart is starting to harden again, then you know you got to get back in that word, and you got to talk to God about it. God, I'm feeling like I was feeling two, ten years ago. And, and it's coming back, and I don't like that feeling. See, we don't, we don't fight enough. That's called warfare. That's called warfare. <laughs> that is the warfare. The warfare is trying to keep your mind and your heart straight before the Lord. Amen? Amen. But we walk by faith and not by sight. So you got to tell yourself all this stuff. You know, devil, I'm walking by faith. I don't care what you show me. I don't care what you remind me of. I'm walking by faith and not by sight. Amen. And I'm going to rest in that. I'm taking the side of God. I'm trusting him. And I'm not going to be perplexed. Amen. You know.
Hallelujah. When you're perplexed, that means you're at a loss. I'm not at a loss. Paul says we're perplexed, you know, but we're not in despair. And that means we may be perplexed, we may be confused, but we're not at a loss. We've not lost this battle. He was trying to tell us, stay in the fight. Don't follow through on these feelings. Don't follow through on how you feel. Don't follow through on what you think. Don't follow through on that feeling of loneliness. Tell it to leave you alone. This is the warfare that we fight. Are y'all here today? Amen. So God's rest is, is when we enter into God's rest where this stuff don't bother us no more and those thoughts are fleeting. In other words, they don't linger and they don't put you in some sort of situation or some, they don't make you real feel like quitting. Then you know that you're winning the battle. And you're winning the battle anyway, but you're in it with God. In other words, you've sided with him. You've taken a stand with God and God's not gonna punish you for thinking some things, amen? But you have entered into the rest. Because you're not in despair. You're not about to quit. Your faith is unshakable. And your joy and peace will come. And you enjoy and peace. Not this false joy. But the joy that has peace in it. The joy. And you'll know if you're in, in God's joy and peace. Because you have right. The, your, your tongue will line up with how you feel. Amen. And when the devil comes. Sometimes he'll use other people to say. Well you know. You ain't married yet, or whatever. You know, the devil just use people. And you'll laugh in their face and say, I, I got an invitation with your name on it. So, see, you'll do things like that. Amen. And so you have to stay with God. Unstoppable faith has real joy and peace. Amen. In the midst of contradiction, you don't want to get mad and cuss somebody out. You just laugh at them people. And you say, just, just, you know. Watch me when I get there. Hide and watch. That's a good one. Second Corinthians 4. I think we've been there once before. Four verse 8. It says, We are hard pressed on every side. Chuck, this is your scripture. Yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Amen. In other words, you are not driven to despair. You're not there. You may be a little angry and just, you know, uncomfortable. But you, in other words, but I'm not about to quit. Persecuted, but not forsaken. You know, uh, Noah was persecuted for building that ark. He was persecuted because of his faith that he kept building. He kept building. It says, struck down but not destroyed. In other words, you may have taken some hits from the devil in the past, and we all have. But we're not troubled. That word trouble means to be crowded or pushed or pressed. In other words, pressure. I'm out of that pressure. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> so in other words, we're not troubled anymore. It can't kill you. Amen. Because it, it's not bigger than your hope. 
no longer is it bigger than your hope. Hallelujah. But now it's like the thing, the tables turn, I'm putting pressure on the devil. Leave me alone. Hide why. You know, God has given me the next of my enemies. I have authority over you. I have, you know, you give him the word and tell him what's going to happen. The word of God is in your mouth. Victory is in your mouth. And your faith cannot be challenged by the devil anymore. So your faith cannot be killed. You have to decide to enter into the rest. God can't make you. You must decide, I'm going to enter into his rest by fighting the good fight of faith or contending for the faith. And I'm going to keep it and hold on to it. Hallelujah. You're, you're walking no longer by sight, but by faith. When sight or when what's in front of you don't bother you, I'm telling you, you can, you can, you can uh, be in control of how you feel from beginning to end. You know you're in faith when what you see don't bother you anymore. And when you, when what you see don't bug you anymore, or what people say don't bother you anymore, you know that you've, had, you've entered into God's rest, and you've sided with the Word of God, and nothing can stop the promise from coming to you. Amen. You are walking no longer by sight. Sight does not bother you. When the enemy tries to give you troublesome thoughts, write, write down 2 Corinthians 10, 5, and it says to cast down, cast down all imagination. Cast down every high thing that exalts itself higher than the knowledge of God and stay in rest. And you must consider not the normal realm. You must not consider the normal realm. In other words, you cannot no longer consider what you see. Because the devil will try to tell you that you're not in faith, but he's a liar. So just enter into rest. Rest is also like a protection, you know, where God protects you, puts you in a protection uh, place with him where when the enemy shoots darts at you, you, you he, he protects you. A lot of things you'll even miss. You ever, somebody ever said something to you, it was like three or four people around, you say, did you, they say, did you hear what they said? You say, I didn't hear it. What did they say? I didn't hear See, God will protect you from the devil, but you got to be on his side. You got to make a decision that you're on the side of God. You can't say that you're on the side of, the, of God and then believe everything the devil says. I'm going to have to get off my leg for one minute. But you can't, you cannot be double-minded. And that's why a double-minded man receives nothing from God. Because you cannot say with your mouth that I believe God. And then you turn around and, and agree with everything the devil is telling you. It just won't work. And see, I'm telling you, that's the kind of stuff that prolongs things. That's the kind of stuff that makes us waver. I mean, that wavering, that's the kind of stuff that gets a hold of our hearts and causes us to think, God, I blew it. God's not going to do it now. But all we have to do 
It's just repent and tell the devil. Start fighting the devil with your word. Well, you know, I, yeah, you caught me off guard. But I'm telling you that I've repented and I'm back with God because God is with me. And I line my faith up with God. I line my heart up with God. But don't allow the devil to condemn you. What is that scripture that says, um, when it says don't be condemned? Well, that's one, but it was an, it's another one. Yeah, there's therefore now no condemnation in Christ for those that run after the spirit, the flesh, but the spirit or whatever that is. But it was something about condemning, uh, don't be condemned. Yeah, don't let your heart condemn you. That guy wrote a book for me, that was the title of his book. You don't remember? I can't remember. But don't let your heart, it's, it's being condemned. You, the devil slips. He'll try to uh, make you think that because you felt or thought something, that your heart is now, it's too late because your heart has deceived you. But that's not true. You know when your heart has deceived you because you become angry and you can't get along with nobody and it's devils everywhere. <laughs> we ain't been there in a long time. Y'all understand? So you know when you're in bad shape. Amen? But what we have to do is continue to feed our faith. And when you slip up a little bit, don't condemn yourself. Don't let allow your heart to condemn you. You know, continue to stay with the word. And I'm telling you, the best antidote for that is speaking. Attack it with your mouth. And let God hear you thanking him in, in expectation. I thank you, Father, that you are working on my behalf right now. I can see it now, Lord. I, when you can see the promise, it's not far off. If you can't see it, can you please draw a picture? Mm -hmm. Get your old pencil and, and tape it on your mirror. Amen. And I'm talking a little crib and a little man. You do what you have to do, but that stuff works. That couple that didn't have children, didn't they start preparing for that baby and set, bought a high chair? See, when you invest in the promise, now who's going to go buy a high chair? And set the, the table for a baby, got little baby dishes. I'm telling you, God, God's not letting us down. The confusion and the waiting is in us. And we refuse to cast down those arguments. And that's the thing that keeps us most messed up, is the arguments that's up here. Amen? And we refuse to renew our minds in the Word. Look, renewing your mind is just not reading half of the Bible. When you renew your mind, you meditate. It's one of those scriptures will leap off that page and minister to your mind and minister to your heart. And you may allow that to minister to you three or four days. I'm not saying stay on it three or four days. But that, that's how I got delivered of a lot of stuff. I let the God just minister to my heart. And so when that word becomes real to you and it leap off that page, you know that God is changing your heart and your thinking. Your thinking can be changed according to Romans 12 too. Don't be conformed. That's why we, we shouldn't change to the word. Don't be weak-minded. 
Don't be conformed to the word. If somebody is, is doing something dumb, don't you join in just to be light. That means you weep and you don't know what you do. You, you got to take God's stand. You got to take a stand for God. Amen. Because it's a lot of God haters in this world. You see them on TV every day. We got the fake news. They, they lie, lie, lie. You can't line up with that stuff because you'll start believing it. And then before you know it, you joined in. You cannot allow that to happen. Amen. You have to continue to fight the good fight of faith. And if there's nobody left standing but you, you be the one. Amen. Amen. When the man, when the Son of God or the Son of Man comes, will he find faith? And that's what's important. Will he find you standing? And we all need to take a self-analysis. And we need to let God know, I'm standing with you. I've taken a choice to stand with you. You're not taking a man's side. Take God's side. I am standing with the word of God. And I will see the victory. It's coming. Amen. In fact, you already have it. If you are standing with God, see, you can't stand with God and man. You've got to stand with God. Amen. Don't stand with me. Stand with God. When you take a stand with God and you decide that you're going to believe the word and you're going to believe, stand for righteousness and what is good and what is right, when you do that, you will see victory. Summer, <laughs> spring is here, summer's coming, amen. We're not, amen, we're not believing for any more snow. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Your season is here. So start to believe it and start to confess it. The best way is to confess it and get your mind clear. And if you've messed up, don't, don't, don't park there. Don't let the devil tell you it's too late. It's not too late. He's a liar. Why would you believe him? Repent, get up, and get in the, the fight. Amen.